And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, British Columbia. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. It's our second annual Home for the Holidays show. Uh, we're going to speak with winemakers from across BC and around the world and talk about some of their best holiday memories. But we're going to start right here in the studio with Casey Wilson with maybe a favorite memory from your uh, early days in Winnipeg. <laughs> yes, and Tony, you know, it would be 30 to 40 <laughs> below. The tree <laughs> would be frozen solid. We'd yeah. have to put it in the basement for at least four days to thaw yeah. out. And, and then when it thawed out, it didn't look like the tree you thought it was going to be, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. As you know, I have a twin sister, Karen, and uh, we always got the same gifts, and we always opened so them So did you together. open them at the same time? Yes, yeah, always. And we, you know, we didn't want to yeah. see her gift. I didn't want to see her gift until I saw mine. Yeah, cool. Uh, well, our new producer, Darren Reagan's with us from and he's from Ireland. What what goes on over there, Darren, that uh, was fun? Yeah, well, uh, particularly in my, my early 20s, I'm going to try and bring this uh, tradition over to Vancouver. We used to do, um, on the 23rd of December every year, we did the 12 pubs of Christmas. <laughs> we would go around to uh, various bars in the town and try try one drink in, in every pub and then uh, then leave. And you would obviously wear a Christmas jumper and a Santa hat and dress up and sometimes lights in your jumper. Um <laughs> But oh my! Yeah, goodness. it was it was a big it. deal. Yeah, sounds great. Well, let's get Stu Ferguson and uh, start heading out to those pubs. I don't know if I got the right <laughs> kind of jumper though. Hey, no. I could go shopping with you, no problem. <laughs> yes, you, he will need that. And Tony, what about you? You were in uh, Hamilton. Yeah, and it was cold. And you know, one of the best traditions was if it was cold enough in any particular year, we would build a small ice rink in the backyard, and we'd be out at midnight. You know pouring the water on it, right. waiting, getting up in the morning, waiting for it to freeze. And then by Christmas Day, we would have a little ice rink out there. We'd get the nets up, and uh, we'd just disappear for the day out in the backyard with our skates on. We'd skate about three feet to the right and three feet to the left. That was all the room we had, but it was a lot of fun. That was uh, something I always wanted was an ice rink in our backyard. Yeah. Uh, well, th- I hope we're going to talk about some of that today. Uh, wherever you're joining uh, us from across British Columbia, we wish you the very best and guarantee that our wide coverage of the province, not all, but some of our listeners are experiencing somewhere a white Christmas, Casey. Uh, you never know. It just depends on where you're going to be. Coming up, uh, we head to the Naramata bench to get a perspective of a Portuguese Christmas in the Okanagan with Richard and Twyla uh, De Silva from De Silva Vineyards. Uh, we're also going over to Vancouver Island. Blue Grouse winemaker Bailey Williamson joins us. Uh, apparently he moved around a lot as a child, so we're going to hear a bunch of memories from him from his early days. Also joining the conversation, uh, a brother-sister combination who's always fun when we're out on the road. Uh, with the perspective on Christmas past, that's uh, Meyer Vineyard owner Jack Meyer and his sister Terry Meyerstone of Mayhem Winery will chat with them. But coming up next, it's Christmas in Argentina and San Francisco with Laura Catena of Catena Wines. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. Merry Christmas. This is Home for the Holidays. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. 
You know you want it, so come and get it. The Modest Butcher invites you to happy hour every day from 2 to 4 p.m. On the menu, beers, cocktails, wine by the glass or half liter, and don't forget about the new appies. Also making a comeback, Tommy and Tannen Tuesday. Get their tremendously sized tomahawk steak with all the fixins and a bottle of their tomahawk-worthy vino for $180. For more details and to book, visit modestbutcher.com. Come and get it. Taste the flavors of the season at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Their heated patio is open with more space for you to dine safely. So come enjoy a menu showcasing ingredients from their on-site culinary garden. Pair your meal with a new release Summerhill wine for an extraordinary organic experience. The flavors of the season are in abundance at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Online, summerhill.bc.ca. Discover the good life right in your own backyard. Destination, the Watermark Beach Resort in beautiful Asuyus. Featuring spectacular views of Asuyus Lake, walking distance to shops, plus dining at the Watermark's very own 15 Park Bistro. And make sure to book your spring and summer travel now to avoid disappointment at the South Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Clos de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Clos de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at closdesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, British Columbia. Merry Christmas and happy holidays wherever you uh, join us from on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. It's our second annual Home for the Holidays show uh, today featuring a wide variety of winemakers and with diverse backgrounds from around the wine world. Our first guest is uh, none other than Dr. Laura Katena. Uh, Laura, uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Great to have you on the show. Thank you. Feliz Navidad. Yeah, yes. exactly. That I was going to ask you where you grew up, but of course uh, you just sort of gave it away. But why don't you tell us uh, where you spent your childhood? <laughs> or yes, listeners. Yes. So I grew up in in Mendoza, Argentina, right by the Andes Mountains, and also spent some time in Buenos Aires, in Argentina. Yeah. Called the, the it's called the Paris of South America, as you know. Uh, yes. Not so bad. And yeah. it is. It's beautiful. So uh, tell us about some of your first memories of Christmas. Well, you know, in Argentina, we do a lot less gifting for Christmas than you do maybe in, in Canada or in, in some other countries uh, yeah. it's, uh, because it's the summertime. And so you're actually on summer vacation from school. You know, it's the equivalent of July, August. And so, you know, um, we you get like one or two gifts and it's more, mostly about the food and um, and being together. And, and I kind of uh, I kind of like that. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. I, I mean, I sort of thought of that, but then I'm thinking, yeah, it's the middle of summer. It's a completely different thing. No snow. Right, right. So we have snow in Mendoza in the winter because it's, you know, it's cool, cloudy by the Andes, but in the summer it's very, very hot. 
and um, basically you have a big asado, but that's what we call our barbecue for Christmas, and you drink a lot of, uh, you know, sparkling wine and Malbec, and, uh, you know, it's the kids are running around, and uh, and the other thing is that you get your gift the night before Christmas, Christmas Eve at midnight, right. so all the children stay up until midnight, and then they open their two gifts, and uh, and actually the most important gift day is the Dia de los, de, de los Magos, the the wise men day. That's when you actually get uh, more gifts. Right. Yeah. That's on like on uh, January sixth, something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Just, so that's yeah. a few days later. So it's quite different. Uh, it's all about the food uh, and uh, music and being outdoors. You're basically out until one or two in the morning. That's the normal thing. Our guest is Dr. Laura Catena from uh, Catena Winery in. Argentina, Laura, you you also you you you've been living in the U.S. in San Francisco as well, sort of a half life uh, there. Yeah. Uh, have you half. managed? Have <laughs> you managed to change uh, Christmas over? Are you still? You, you I guess you're down in Argentina for for Christmas now, more uh, than well, you would be uh, you in know, San Francisco. Sometimes, I, sometimes I'm in San Francisco. Sometimes I'm in Argentina, and uh, yeah, when I'm in San Francisco, it's it's you know it's colder. I I do more of the American thing, you know. Yeah. My kids demand a lot of gifts. They haven't, <laughs> uh, you know, acquired the Argentinian frugal uh, Christmas uh, tradition. Right. So they yeah. demand lots of gifts. My husband, my American husband, does too. Uh, but and and we have we still eat a lot of meat for Christmas here uh, when I'm in San Francisco. And usually, yeah. you know, the Italian tradition is also to have some fish. So we often do that. And and the yeah. one thing that I have brought over from Argentina is. Uh, you do eat a lot of dessert around, you know, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and it always has a lot of dulce de leche. And I highly yeah. recommend to everybody, order some dulce de leche on the mail and just look up some recipes with dulce de leche. You can do the one that's like with millefeuille, and you put, you know, like the little pastry and then dulce de leche, or there's lots of different recipes. And I tell sure. you, you will make a lot of people happy with dulce de leche on Christmas. <laughs> And Laura, your husband is from Ireland, correct? Uh, no, well, he, his name is McDermott. He thinks he's Irish, but oh. he's actually fourth generation uh, American. But <laughs> okay. From Irish origin, but but like many people of Irish descent, he thinks he's Irish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, you got any favorite Christmas wines? Yes, yes, absolutely. So, you know, I often like to start, yeah, with with champagne or Prosecco or something sparkling, and I kind of drink that all evening long. And then, you know, my favorite is, is the Cabernet Malbec blend because we often have meat, either for the asado or if we have some kind of a, um, you know, usually when I'm in the U.S., we do some kind of a roast uh, with beef and potatoes and vegetables and and I like something like the Nicolas Catena Zapata Cabernet Malbec blend, usually from an older vintage. That is the one thing I always do for Christmas, whether I'm having a Malbec, which is also fantastic because of the smooth tannins and the rich flavors. It's, it's like it's a good winter wine. And, um, and the Cabernet Malbec blend is a, a bit richer, but never from a current vintage. So the wine's got to be at least 10 years old. And... Um, and also with the fish, I usually do an older Chardonnay. So that that's the one thing I always do for for Christmas is uh, you know pull out the old vintages. Mm. 
I like the sound of that. You know, you mentioned sparkling wine. Is Have you delved much into the sparkling wine business at Catena? Have you looked at it, or is it something that yeah, you so, might consider? No, we actually make sparkling wine at Catena, but we serve it all in Argentina. Argentina yeah. has a big, big uh, sparkling wine consumption, and we really don't make enough to export it. And, you know, as you know, we have great Chardonnay. We even have great Pinot Noir at the high altitude. Sure. But we... We drink it all at home. So if you want uh, sparkling, the two of you, you're going to have to come to a show in Argentina. Okay, let's do it. I'm in. I'm <laughs> in. Yeah, that would be perfect. Uh, well, Laura, always, uh, it's it's fun to talk to you. You've had uh, quite a remarkable uh, last couple of years. Uh, so much going on at Catena. So many, so many awards. Uh, you know, best brand award, and then you this beautiful uh, exposition on terroir. Uh, you're really driving the bus. Have, have, have you got a long list of things that you still need to get accomplished? <laughs> okay, yes, I have one. It's uh, that before I die, every collector seller in the world, and when I say collector seller, I mean, you know, if you've got more than 20 wines, you're a collector, mm-hmm. has yep. a section on Argentine wine, and not Catena necessarily. So yeah. Argentine wine in every collector seller, because I really think that, our wines age so beautifully because of the minerality and the acidity and the and the um, the complexity of the high altitude tannins. And I think that many collectors have not discovered the ageability of our wines. And so that that is my wish that every collector seller in the world have a section on Argentine wine. Yes, and the prices are very reasonable for the quality. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to spend. You know, $100 for an age-worthy wine. Although, you know, if you spend $100, you probably get the top of the line. Whereas $100 for other regions doesn't get you the top. No, uh, but no. But wines that cost maybe $30, you could age them 10, 20 years. We just did a vertical. I was at Texas in, in the United States, and we did a vertical of Catena Alta Malbec, which sells for, what is it sell for in Canada? Maybe $60? Yeah, about that, 65 yep. And we were drinking 2,000. The 2,000 was phenomenal. That would have been my choice for my holiday wine this year, the 2,000 Catenalta Malbec. You've written a couple of books, Cold in the Vineyards and Vino Argentina. I've got them both in my uh, bookcase, and they would be a great gift. We've still got time to run out and pick up those two books. Yes, yes. So Gold in the Vineyards is the stories of the 12 most famous vineyards in the world, and it has stories from Italy, from France, from Spain, from Australia, from Argentina. And it's the inside story of these families and also a little detail on why the wines are so special. It's illustrated. It's a really fun read for any one liver. Then Vino Argentino, which was published a long time ago, 2010, but has great recipes and maps. And if you're going to Argentina, most of the stuff is still current about where to go. And you can mm-hmm. find it really cheap on Amazon because it's an older book and, you know, that's what happens with all the books. And I have a new book, Malbec Mon Amour. Oh, that you yeah. Seen yet because it's not out yet. It's going to be out uh, in bookstores and online in January, hopefully. It's, it's already on its way in the boat. Oh, so, yes. And it's an illustrated book about Malbec, the history of Malbec. And it's a dialogue between uh, our winemaker, Alejandro Gila, and myself. And we do things like music and wine pairing and art and wine pairing and where to go, Mendoza? I think you're both going to love it. 
Well, I first fantastic. of all find it hard to believe you're a medical doctor and a winemaker. It's absolutely amazing. Well, I, I sometimes find it hard to believe too. It, my life is a bit crazy sometimes. But uh, you know, I, I did. Um, I stopped working as an emergency doctor in 2019, uh, and then I was, you know, thinking of going back. But I was doing pediatrics, and there were no children in the hospital the first year. You know, because parents were not taking their kids to the hospital. I did some vaccinating, and now I'm waiting to start working at a at a homeless clinic, uh, volunteering as a doctor. So I'm slowing down in the doctor and. The wine picking up every day a yeah. little more. So, yeah. Laura, uh, I can't tell you how, how happy I am to have a quick chat with you just before uh, the holidays and talk a bit about uh, your traditions in Argentina. And we wish you well uh, with your family over the holidays and hope we can all get together in the new year in Argentina or up here yeah. in Canada one way or the other. Yeah, please come. The winery is opening a new reception area in the front of the winery with picnic tables and an underground experience room it's going to be really exciting you both have to come yes okay it's a beautiful winery thanks thank laura thank you very much okay happy thanks for holidays. joining us happy holidays yeah, okay, you too feliz, feliz Navidad y felices fiestas. yeah thank okay. you same to you <laughs> bye, that was bye laura katana a reminder along with hearing us weekly across bc on the radio you can also find us on any of the top podcast platforms now on spotify we're BC Food and Wine Radio. Up next, it's Jack Meyer and Terry Meyer Stone. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And you're listening to Home for the Holidays. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. This winter, the Inn at Therapy Vineyards invites you to get away for a luxurious retreat experience. Modern rooms overlooking the vineyards and Lake Okanagan set the tone for a relaxing stay on the Naramata bench. Sip award-winning Therapy Vineyard wines on your patio, soak in the hot tub, and enjoy a guided tasting experience in the wine shop. Book your room online today or order Therapy Wines delivered to your door at therapyvineyards.com because everyone needs a little therapy. Committed to handcrafting wines of distinction in Cowichan Valley, Unsworth Vineyards and Restaurant is a celebration of all things Vancouver Island. From a seasonally inspired menu showcasing fresh, local, sustainable ingredients to exceptional service and award-winning wines, Unsworth Vineyards gives bold new meaning to -to farm-to-table cuisine. During the month of December, if you can't make it to Unsworth in person, receive complimentary shipping throughout BC on 12 bottle orders with promo code Cowichan. Visit unsworthvineyards.com. This winter, join us at Black Hills Estate Winery for an intimate and informative seated wine experience with our team of wine educators. Sample our renowned portfolio of wines, including the rare and wine club exclusive Carmenere, and learn about the terroir that makes the Black Sage Bench region so unique. Our current releases are available online for gifting and stocking up your cellar. Find out more about our available wines, wine club benefits, or book one of our seated wine experiences at blackhillswinery.com. This winter, stay cozy and warm with award-winning wines from Tinhorn Creek Vineyards. Visit their tasting room any day of the week from 11 to 4. Elevate your experience with their black glass blind tasting or book a private varietal specific stemware tasting. Become a VIP and join their crush club. Your membership includes regular wine shipments, a 15% discount, early access to new releases and free premium experiences. From the beginner to the experienced wine connoisseur, Tinhorn Creek has your amazing experience waiting. Visit tinhorn.com. The Maipo Valley is a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. 
Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, British Columbia, and thanks for listening uh, at home or on your radio, on your phone, your laptop, in your car, wherever. We're happy to have you. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from all of us at the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. It's our second annual Home for the Holidays show, a chance to catch up with uh, winemakers in BC and around the world to find out uh, what some of their best memories are from this time of the year. We're heading up to the uh, Okanagan wine country now, more specifically Okanagan Falls, uh, and the for our uh, interview with a brother and sister act, believe it or not, Jack Meyer of Meyer Family Vineyards and Terry Meyer Stone of Mayhem Wines. They're still talking to each other, I think. There's only a couple of days till Christmas. How are you both? <laughs> Doing well, great, are, thank you. Are we talking to each other? Yeah. <laughs> yes, barely, I'm sure. And so oh my we God. always talk to each other at Christmas. We I, always get, we always do at Christmas. Yeah. I think Terry should go first, and then Jack can follow with each question if that works. Yeah, where did you grow up? Because you both grew up in the same place, I imagine. So Terry, you can take that one. Sure, I'll take that one. Well, well, actually, we for part of it, we Jack did not because I was born in Saskatoon, and then a sister in Regina, another okay. sister or brother there. So Jack was born in Calgary, and we, we spent most of our life growing up in Calgary. And that's probably where most of our favorite Christmas memories are. That's with there were five kids. We lived in this big old rickety house, and uh, it was just those are sort of the magic Christmas memories that I have yeah. anyway is, is from that home. Yeah. And did it snow a lot of those Christmases, Jack, or not in, in Calgary? Yeah, always, you know, being in Calgary, it, it always snowed, like a lot with white Christmas, and uh, yeah, just a lot of excitement with five kids, and I, you know, I'm the youngest, so that's why Terry is saying I wasn't there for a bunch, because I'm way, way younger, <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, for me, as a, I was the little kid, and it was, uh, as Terry said, a big, you know, a big house, and and uh, these old wooden banisters, and they went down the stairs and into a big living room, and there was a big Christmas tree there, and, and we all got lined up at the top of the stairs, and nobody was allowed to move, and nobody was allowed to go down the stairs. Oh, yeah, until, love it. Until, yeah. until we said go, and uh, yeah. and then everybody yeah. ran down, and it was just all, you know, all lit up, and Santa had shown up, and uh, but we just couldn't stand at the at the, the top of those stairs, we just like were too long, yeah. just chomping at the bit to get down yeah. there. It was you know just kind of crazy. You're peeking, kind of peeking, and then everyone was yelling at you, "No peeking!" Yeah. <laughs> and and Terry, is is that where the word mayhem came from? From those uh, Christmas oh. mornings? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And it was. We had always at least one dog, a couple of cats that were ripping around, and we were allowed to rip into the presents that Santa brought. So there was a, it was orderly after that. My dad was always 
one at a time would go around and give out the other presents, and you would who oh, yeah. and on. Each of you had to comment, and then Mum would write it down so we could do our thank you notes afterwards. We had to oh, do that. Wow. Or else the, oh, yeah, or the grandmas would be, you know, a little yes. upset. But uh, my grandmother would always sew us um, flannel pajamas that we got Christmas Eve. So that was our Christmas Eve. We would go to church. We would sing Christmas carols. We always had a ham on Christmas Eve and a fire going. And then we would all get to open our pajamas. And it might be the last time over the Christmas holidays that we all looked clean and orderly. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, my brother would be up at 4 a.m., our other brother, and he would be go around and wake all of us up. And I know my mom and dad said that they'd sometimes just finish putting together toys or whatever they were doing at 3 (laughs) a.m., And at right. 4.30, we couldn't wait any longer. We were in, and we were, and often we were done Christmas by 7. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was, right on. It was I love so it. so much fun. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. so much fun. Was there, is there a favorite gift you remember, Jack, as a kid, or when you were really small? Well, you know, um, there was. And being the youngest, I got, like, I'm pretty sure it was a hand-me-down bike painted blue you know single <laughs> single gear but yeah coming down the stairs and i just remembered and, you know there was some ribbon wrapped around it and uh and i knew it was for me because i'd been asking for a bike and uh sure enough that was it but for whatever reason that one really sticks up in my mind <laughs> yeah, so great so great so uh, i guess the question is do you carry it on today with your families has it has it does the tradition carry on in the okanagan I think there's a lot of traditions that we do, but we don't have the same number of children. So it's it's a little bit harder to have that same chaos. Plus, mm-hmm. we're now looking at Christmas through the adult eyes. So I, I know <laughs> I tried, <laughs> you know, we're the ones that were thing. up at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my mom did have some traditions, like she did this Scottish tradition at Christmas dinner. So Christmas dinner we all do it, and often we gather with Jack, our families get together. But mm-hmm. she did this thing called Christmas pies. It was a big bowl, and it had little gifts in it with a ribbon out to everybody's place at the table. Yes, and yeah. your parents are very good dancers, right? Did they dance at Christmas? Oh, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. So oh, yeah. After, and we would usually always be you know prodding them on to start doing their dance but uh whenever they got dressed up we all made them dance before they could go out oh that's such a great story so great all five of us lined all five of us would line up and we're actually despite what jack might say there are five of us in seven years so we're all actually really close and we would line up and yeah we would beg them to dance we'd say please dance and we'd all just Shiver! We were so excited, and they were so beautiful dancing together. Yeah, I, I would say if I was yeah. a mother and I had five kids in seven years, I'd say they were close. <laughs> really close. A busy Don't lady. know how they have no idea how you would even do that. I like know. that is just unbelievable. Yeah. All right, I, you're both I in the. Had a smile. Yeah. yeah. So great. You're both in the wine business. Uh, you know, the big day's coming up. So what kind of wine will be uh, consumed over the holidays in the uh, Meyer households? Do I get to go on this one? Yes, you go <laughs> first. Go, Jack. Go. 
Um, well, you know, I mean, that's where uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving and turkey for us and specializing in Chardonnay and Pinot Noir and bubbles, of course, uh, is just right up our alley. Such excellent pairings, and um, we're just always so excited to, to to enjoy and celebrate the Christmas dinner and have this big fat turkey and eat a lot and drink a lot, but... Uh, you know, luckily we've got these fantastic wines that also pair so well with Christmas and um, mm-hmm. and with Christmas dinner. So uh, we really kind of just really look forward to this uh, this big feast that we'll have. Yeah, and a bit of a rest maybe. And that would be nice, but it doesn't happen because everybody else <laughs> takes off for Christmas, and then it's me here. Shoveling walks, doing the driveway, taking the garbage out. That's awesome. Oh, that poor oh, guy, that eh? Poor Jack. Poor wow. Jack. I know. Yeah. I'm he, glad you, you can guys tell understand. he's the youngest. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> how about how about you, Terry? Would you have a different uh, wine style at the holidays, or mayhem's uh, well, a, a different tiny style? Tiny bit with a, may- a mayhem twist. We do have um, a beautiful Gewurz and and a little tiny bit yeah. of Sauv Blanc that's out there that I enjoy. And we actually have a very cool fortified Gewurztraminer that is uh, really great when you're sitting at the end of the meal and you may be yeah. not ready to do a big dessert and you just have a little sip of that. So we do. I have to laugh, though, because I'm thinking about wine and Christmas and how Jack and I even ended up in this industry. I'm, I'm not sure because my dad was like a reverse wine snob and he would actually um, refuse to buy anything that had uh, had a cork that so he said unless it had a screw top he wouldn't oh, he, drink it so he was ahead of his time <laughs> That's oh yeah generally generally out of a bottle of about three liters or so yeah. with a screw cap so, like, yeah. like like Kelowna Rouge meaning. something like that yeah exactly yeah, oh, yeah, baby duck uh, yeah. yeah all the wow. yeah all the top. I just wanted to say I'm kind of sympathetic to Jack Terry because as you know Jack Terry was Miss Canada one year that's true. Right? So you probably had to, you know, live yeah, with that for quite big, a while. Big shoes to fill. Yes. Yeah. yeah well, well, and he well, he doesn't look as good in the banner. Yeah. <laughs> now he's winning big awards. It took 18 years till my family even realized that I knew how to talk because there was just no time in his family <laughs> to let me talk. So I just sat at the end quietly, and uh, now I'm making up for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think you are, Jack. Oh, and and you're winning. You're winning yeah. your own awards. So there you go. Listen, uh, it's great for the two of you to join us uh, just before the holidays. Uh, I think it's been. I would say it's been a great year for both your wineries. So, uh, despite all the uh, additional uh, work that has to be done through the pandemic, you've made it through, and uh, maybe it's going to be a brighter year in 2022. So we wish you uh, all the best for the holidays. Thank well, you. And the Merry same Christmas to you. To we you feel guys. pretty. We feel pretty blessed. Yeah. 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 Okay, guys. Thanks so much, and uh, have a drink with us or on us, I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll toast do. to that. Thanks, guys. Jack Meyer of Meyer Family Vineyards and Terry Meyer Stone of Mayhem Wine. They've been our guest uh, for Home on the Holidays. Up next, we head to Vancouver Island, the Cowichan Valley, to catch up with Bailey Williamson. He's the winemaker at Blue Grouse Estate Winery. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And on your radio and your podcast listening device, this is BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Red Rooster Winery invites you to visit for a sensory journey from grape to glass. 
Enjoy the sweeping vineyard, lake, and mountains from their cozy estate tasting room on Naramata Bench. This month, Red Rooster is featuring their new release of Pinot 3, a co-fermented blend of Pinot Noir, Pinot Blanc, and Pinot Gris to sip while you take in the views. Tastings are offered seven days a week from noon to five this winter. Come for the views and stay for the wine. Visit redroosterwinery.com for more info. Bold. Award-winning. Discover gold. It's a season for big, bold red wines at Gold Hill Winery in Oliver. We've built our reputation on age-worthy Bordeaux-style reds. Join our wine club today and receive a $25 gift along with other fantastic benefits. For more information, go to goldhillwinery.com. Discover gold. Gold Hill Winery on the beautiful Golden Mile Bench in Oliver. Online, goldhillwinery.com. Committed to handcrafting wines of distinction in Cowichan Valley, Unsworth Vineyards and Restaurant is a celebration of all things Vancouver Island. From a seasonally inspired menu showcasing fresh, local, sustainable ingredients to exceptional service and award-winning wines, Unsworth Vineyards gives bold new meaning to -to farm-to-table cuisine. Enjoy a delectable menu in a gorgeous restaurant where casual meets elegant. Sip and savor refreshingly delicious wines overlooking panoramic vineyard views. Reserve today at unsworthvineyards.com. The Maipo Valley is a -a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, British Columbia. Merry Christmas from our families to yours. It's our home for the holiday show, and today we're pleased to head to Vancouver Island and zero in on the Cowichan Valley for a chat with Bailey Williamson. He's the winemaker at Blue Grouse Estate Winery. Bailey, how are you today? Hey, I'm great, Anthony and Casey, and uh, and Merry Christmas to everybody out there listening. Yeah, yes, thanks. Thank you. I assume you got all your gifts wrapped up so we can just get on to the good stuff, but uh, because you're so organized as a winemaker, I figure you're organized as a gift buyer, too. Did I nail that? I'm going to go to the drugstore tonight and get everybody's <laughs> gift there. Exactly. That's, that's my memory. Shopping. That's my memory of Christmas. Uh, well, you're you're a tough guy to nail down. Where Where did you grow up, or did you ever grow up? Well, yeah, that's debatable. I think people have different views on that. You know, when I was young, we we moved around a lot. I mean, I first remember, you know, I guess Christmas, we lived in Rome for about a year and a half when I was about five. And uh, that's, I think, when I first had had, had memories of Christmas. Wow. It was... uh, it, it was very different. It was very different. In fact, I, re, I, I do remember there was the uh, the legend of Labofana, who was the, the wicked witch that came by and gave gifts and coal. And I do remember getting a big rock-hard piece of coal in my oh stocking. Oh, my God. That would freak <laughs> it me turned out. out. It turned <laughs> out that it was made of sugar, mind you. But, uh, okay. yeah, it informed me from an early age that I better be on my, on my toes uh, around Christmas. <laughs> right on. 
Well, you must have made it over to Canada at some point or back to yeah, Canada. Yeah, we yeah, we came back and you know, my formative years were spent in the lower mainland for the most part and uh yeah, you know, all sorts of different memories of going up to uh, Burnaby Mountain, which was close to where we lived, whenever the snow came and everybody got out, uh, you know, whatever crazy carpet or garbage bag they had. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I remember that. Uh, well, I was when I came out here, I always was thinking, well, there's never any snow here at Christmas. And then, you know, you'd get one out of 10 years and people would go crazy. Uh, it was a little easier in Ontario to find the snow, but uh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I know that you, you, you said that you used to like to go out with your dad on, on commercial drive during the Yeah, that holidays. was always, that, that was one of those things, you know, well, toward the holidays, it was really ramped up, but, uh, you know, we'd go out to commercial drive. Dad would grab my sister and I and give mom the morning off and we'd, you know, we'd go to the Calabria bakery, I remember, and get the big square of, uh, of pizza with tomato sauce and walk around eating that, you know, and then into Bosa foods. And they had all those big, you know, barrels full of olives and stuff. And, you know, yeah. I mean, in those days it was, you know, grab one and try it out. Nobody, uh, no, no, nobody was uh, <laughs> no fussy about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that. Our guest is Bailey Williamson. He's a winemaker at Blue Grouse Estate Winery, and it's our home for the holiday show, our memories of Christmas past. And Bailey, was there wine in the Williamson home at Christmas? Oh yeah, there was always wine. I mean, like I said, I remember when when we when we lived in Rome, there was this crazy little decanter of some variety. You know, with the little spigot where you put your glass under. Oh yes. and it yeah. would and it was I was just fascinated with this thing. It was in the shape of a bunch of grapes. I would just fill it with water and do this all day long for you know, just for fun. But, you know, we would always get a little watered down wine at the, you know, from an early age. So I remember it being in one of those, you know, air, you know, when the airlines actually had real stemware. I don't know right. if anybody can yes, remember that. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we had a couple of those and, you know, I always got that glass and a little watered down red wine. So. I think I was inculcated in an early age. Yeah, yeah sounds like it. And uh, w- what about your favorite Christmas wines now? Oh, geez, you know, it's it all sort of depends on what's going on. Um, you know, if it's turkey, I mean, there's no question I'm, I'm looking for Riesling. But, uh, you know, one of the things we often do is, is uh, not because I'm particularly religious, but you know, Friday or the the day before Christmas is what I think the Feast of the Seven Fishes, if my uh, right. if my memory serves. And you know, yep. often we do a big chiapino, and uh, yeah, nice. so, you know, with that, ah, yeah, I just love that, and it's it's not the usual, and um, we're usually looking for you know, a rich white wine, something like a, a, a Viognier or, you know, Chard or something along those lines that's, uh, that can stand up to some Chiapino, but that's one of my favorites. Uh, well, I would, you know, I'm looking at, I'm just thinking about you and Christmas this year. Did you ever imagine that you would be at a winery producing the highest quality of wine you are now at this Christmas time, like sometime in your life? Like, I don't know, this, you've had such a good run at Blue Grouse and still ramping it up, but does that uh, figure into you thinking maybe you're a bit lucky in life? 
Well, I think I think we're all pretty lucky in life. Uh, you know, first world problems and all. I at this time of year, I'm often thinking of those that are less fortunate. Um, you know, no, I've had a I've had the opportunity to pursue pursue a career that I really truly love, and that uh, that I get to share with everybody. I think that's always been the big thing for me. Even you know before the winemaking, when I was a chef, it was one of those things that you get to share it around a table, and I think mm-hmm. that was probably what influenced me from an early age, living in Rome and stuff as well, is that we were. You that's where you share when you break bread with people at the holidays. And for whatever reason, that's what makes it all special in the end. Well, I am very curious about your New Year's Eve traditions. Oh, geez. You know, (laughs) now that I've had kids, Casey, I got to tell you, it gets pretty boring. (laughs) 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 You know, it's... I don't know if I even stay up till midnight. I usually do, but it doesn't last much longer after that. No. Um, Anything. You know, it's a, it's it's a fun time, and the kids are getting a bit older, and they're always keen to, you know, oh, I'm going to stay up, and I I look over at them at about eleven o'clock, and they're starting to fade. Yeah. And they've been looking at you fading for the previous hour, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Uh, well, great to have these memories. Uh, what, how, how do they celebrate Christmas over at Blue Grouse? Anything going on at the winery that uh, our listeners uh, should know about? Um, you know, we've had some lights up this year, and uh, and there's been a bit of a you know parade around a few places in the Cowichan Valley. Um, yeah, you know, just trying to to celebrate the the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, we're getting you know we're getting ready to to pull out all my wife's families in Seattle. So now lately we've been doing a fair bit of traveling up and down I-5 between Vancouver and Seattle between Christmas and New Year's, but uh you know, it's always fun and there's a few things we like to do. One of the one of the things we do is we everybody prints off the crossword from the big crossword from the Globe and Mail. Right. You know, and and we, you know, get on Facebook and start comparing notes. And that's yeah, when I, like I usually that. drag out the, that's when I drag out the port and cheese and nuts. And then it nice. goes a bit late sometimes. Yeah. That's what I say. Port with a bowl of nuts and a big fire and a great book. And uh, I'm good to go. <laughs> For how long before you start nodding off? Yeah, well, that's true. Depends on how many people are drinking that port with me. Uh, otherwise, it gets a bit tough. Uh, Bailey, so great to catch up with you today. And I know you've had a great year at Blue Grouse, uh, pandemic and all. Uh, things are coming along well, and we really appreciate you spending some time with us and sharing a few of your Christmas memories with our listeners. Well, thanks very much, Casey, Anthony. I uh, I wish you both a, a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and uh, and the rest of the listening audience. Take care, everyone. Yes, and you get to okay. that drugstore. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's still open. <laughs> you got to go to about three of them. That's my experience. <laughs> our guest has been Bailey Williamson. He's the winemaker at Blue Grouse Estate Winery. It's our home for the holiday show, our memories of Christmas past.
listen, there's more coming up. It's Christmas in Portugal, or at least it's a Portuguese Christmas in the Okanagan. We'll speak with Richard and Twyla da Silva next on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Committed to handcrafting wines of distinction in Cowichan Valley, Unsworth Vineyards and Restaurant is a celebration of all things Vancouver Island. From a seasonally inspired menu showcasing fresh, local, sustainable ingredients to exceptional service and award-winning wines, Unsworth Vineyards gives bold new meaning to -to farm-to-table cuisine. During the month of December, if you can't make it to Unsworth in person, receive complimentary shipping throughout BC on 12 bottle orders with promo code Cowichan. Visit unsworthvineyards.com. The Maipo Valley is a -a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. As someone who is starting or adding to their wine or spirits collection, you recognize your choice of a reputable supplier is paramount. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers buyers a safe and inexpensive way to initiate or enhance their collections. Their experts in the field and all of their offerings are meticulously sourced from private sellers across Canada. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. Invest in one of the fastest growing real estate markets in Canada. Green Square Vert is a modern collection of condos and townhomes in the heart of Kelowna's vibrant lower mission. Offering thoughtfully designed one to four bedroom units starting as low as $399,000. Located just steps from Kelowna's best shopping, beaches, schools, and more. Rent your unit worry-free with access to top property management firms. For more info on Green Square Vert, visit greensquare.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. I'm driving home for Christmas, yeah. Get my feet on holy ground. Hello, British Columbia. Merry Christmas to you and your family from our families here at the BC Food and Wine Radio Network uh, across the province. It's our second annual Home for the Holiday show. And uh, joining us now are two lovely folks, Richard and Twyla De Silva from De Silva Vineyards on the Naramata bench. Uh, Richard, Twyla, how are you today? Great. Thanks for having us. Hey, uh, oh, we're excited awesome. uh, excited to have you. Uh, Richard, I know that uh, you have a Portuguese background. Uh, maybe we'll start with you. You grew up in Oliver, but your parents were from Portugal. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. The uh, family were, were born in the Azorian uh, Zor- Islands to Sarah. And, nice. Uh, but I was born in Oliver. Yeah. So so you have more. Do you, was there a Portuguese tradition in Oliver? I know there was a lot of Portuguese people there. Oh, oh tons and tons of traditions for sure, all based around, um, you know, certain religious uh, celebrations, for, of course. And, yeah, there was just... So too many to mention. <laughs> well, I want to hear how your mother decorated the place. Yeah, it was quite an ordeal at, at our home. It was a big, it's a big process. Uh, usually, 
kicked off in earnest on December 1st, and we would com- do complete home makeover, everything from window coverings to maps and uh, every table surface in the house. And then uh, the Christmas lights would go on, and it was they would give a run for the Griswold family Christmas for sure on that one. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a Oh, that's great. Huge process. I think that the biggest thing we had was our, our, our nativity scene that my mom uh, was her pride and joy, and it was it was, it was was something to behold. Okay. Uh, Twyla, it sounds like you maybe yours was a little quieter than that. Oh, it was with our family. It was a, a little bit quieter, but I could just imagine uh, being in Richard's house during the holidays. It would have been uh, really fun, and I know I've had the chance to spend some time with his family Um over Christmas and uh, Richard's not kidding when it comes to Christmas decorating his mom really gets into it it's a lot of fun oh well I I, you know when you say the nativity scene I my mother like that was the big deal at our house we had we had this old rickety little wooden barn that we that my father had cobbled together and we'd haul that out every Christmas and we'd have the the uh, what would you call it? Like white cotton balls for snow and stuff on the right. table, and yeah. then we, we, and then we couldn't put the baby Jesus in there until it was the twenty fifth, and the kings couldn't appear until January. And oh man, it was a big deal. <laughs> oh, I, I think I think the, the problem with ours was so layered that you had to kind of do that ahead of time because by the time it had sprawled over the whole living room, uh, you couldn't even get to the nativity scene. It was our it was our version of the original Sim City, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well uh you know richard and twilight you've, you've done a great job at the winery with the restaurant there that you have now and uh, the food that you're cooking what sort of food will you be cooking uh, for the holidays this year or how will you celebrate in terms of food and wine in in uh in, in your families well i think for for twilight and i it's, it's kind of always an eclectic mix of foods uh both uh twilight and my sister are vegetarian so we always have had this kind of really interesting mishmash of uh traditional uh meat dishes and and, and vegetarian dishes and it's, it always makes for interesting uh uh flavors and, and and types of dishes for sure i mean my favorite of all time is the is a roast that my mom is like a portuguese style and a portuguese clay pot that's soaked in wine for several days and then that cooked with potatoes and carrots that's always the 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 highlight of the dinner sounds good to me sounds delicious actually and Uh, was there always wine on your table from your earliest memories at christmas uh yes but there i don't know if we call them wine as we 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 know as wine i mean being (laughs) a you know Portuguese immigrants, the wine was of dubious quality and nature, but there was always wine, reds and whites, and all other manner of spirits. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I, looking back at it now, I think that's the one of the benefits of Christmas now is the wine quality is definitely much better much at the higher. table these days. Yeah. <laughs> Twyla, will you will you cook something special for the holidays that you'll have oh, around I- the house? Oh, definitely. Well, I think Richard already mentioned what he wants for Christmas dinner, by the sounds of it. I do have a clay pot that his mom uh, gifted me, so maybe I'll um, try my hands at cooking that famous Portuguese roast. And also cookies. Growing up, my mom always baked cookies, and we could have anywhere from you know, 10 or more different types of cookies in the house. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I plan on doing is lots of Christmas baking, and I know Richard uh, is looking forward to it. 
Yeah, Christmas baking. Well, I I kind of miss that. You know, my mom did the same thing, and my favorite one. I don't. People probably never heard of it, but Belgian rounds. These were. This was my favorite cookie growing up, and it was. It's basically two circles with some jam in the middle and some white icing on top, and a, you know, topped with a little uh, piece of uh, candied something. Uh, help me out here, Casey, that you would put on top of the cookie. Uh, Probably a glazed fruit. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, glazed fruit, candied cherry, exactly. Yeah, fantastic. I, 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 I love Christmas cookies. Yeah, I think it's a common one. I think I, I think we all had the kind of jam in the in the, like in sort of a shortbread cookie type thing. It was yeah. fascinating growing up, you know, with sharing what Christmas with Twyla and her family was the common thread in both families. Uh, even at her mom's place, was was baking and just a kaleidoscope of colors and flavors and smells. And I mean, going to her mom's place, she was an amazing baker, and we did all sorts of manner of cookies. And I gained about thirty pounds at the end of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richard. Well, don't do that this year. No, no I, I'm. Yeah, it's getting harder to work off, so I'm definitely counting uh, counting cookies this year. Yeah. Uh, well, we've been asking people about a favorite gift. Was there something that you remember from your childhood, Richard, that really sort of set you know made your Christmas or? Oh, you know, I have a great picture of uh, of myself, and my and it goes back to my love of tractors, and it's my getting tonk, the Tonka toys, those the uh, real heavy duty metal yellow tractor Tonka toys, yep. and that was oh man, I spent hours in the backyard, you know, playing around with those things, and that, that's probably definitely one of my my fondest memories of toys. Because <laughs> now they're all plastic Tonka. Yeah, those those toys. Yeah. I think that one of the tractors is still is still is still there at my mom's place. She still has it somewhere. My mom my mom keeps all that stuff, um, yeah. and uh, it's still alive. So there you go. Well, Twyla, now you know what 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 he needs for Christmas uh, a nice Tonka toy uh, tractor. The problem is, is he actually wants the full size real ones now, yeah. not the little toy ones. So <laughs> 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 kind of hard to fit under the tree now. Yeah. And did anything happen on New Year's Eve? Oh, um, for us, what we do for New Year's Eve? Yes. Oh, well, um, I'm not too sure if we've got anything planned quite yet, but I'm hoping Richard will surprise me with something. Oh, no. The pressure's on now. <laughs> yeah, Richard, See, there how, you go. how about Hawaii? Finally. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I don't know. We, you know, we really, really love winter season. We love skiing. We love snow. So for us, um, it, it's our favorite season of the year. And so this year, we're hoping to spend Christmas with some close friends at a at an old cabin somewhere. Maybe at a you know, always looking for the little small ski hill somewhere. Yeah. Um, and it's always about the, the road trip there. It's not even almost getting there. It's almost anticlimactic. It's the road trip and stopping at local little eateries and pubs and stuff on a on a one-day journey to some obscure little ski hill somewhere is always the fun. Yeah. Listen, we've been speaking with Richard and Twyla De Silva from De Silva uh, Wines. Guys, I mean, you've had a, a long, hard year. I think people, uh, I think they know by listening to the show now that anybody running a winery is a full-time 24-hour business, sort of uh, 365. Uh, but uh, getting away for a few days at Christmas uh, or after Christmas sounds like a great idea. Uh, will you will you close down for a little bit at the winery or or, or much? We're almost out of time, but w- what's happening at the winery over the holidays? 
Yeah, we're, 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 we definitely closed down uh, and then uh, stay closed during February. And then uh, depending on the season, sometimes we'll, we'll open the middle of uh, February. But we yep. take some time off to kind of decompress and uh, yeah, recharge plans for the new year. Yeah. Well, Richard and Twyla, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing some of your traditions with our listeners. It, it was a blast. Thank you for the opportunity and uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Thank you for having us. Uh, thank you. That was Richard and Twyla De Silva of De Silva Wines on the Naramata Bench. And that's it for our home for the holidays. Thanks for joining us, uh, where, however you reach us today, on our network of 20 radio stations now across British Columbia. Next week, we head, uh, we get ready for New Year's, Casey. Look back on 2021 with some engaging conversations uh, with many of our uh, past guests from around the world. Till then, I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And thanks for being a part of our home for the holidays. And Casey, together... Merry Christmas. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. 